0: Happy New Year and welcome to Hotline Offline. I'm your host, Esther Troy. I'm a chef who's worked in numerous kitchens and currently running several of my own. And throughout it all, I've gotten a lot of practice at problem solving in the kitchen and answering burning questions. I know I'm not alone in starting the new year with resolutions. And it seems like a lot of people this time of year try to bring in some new habits into their kitchen routines. Whether it's for convenience or nutrition, the idea of meal prep keeps coming up when we talk to people about their resolutions. So why not get into it? I spoke with Dan Pelosi, who you probably know better as Grossi Pelosi, about all things meal prep. Dan publishes incredible recipes for approachable meals, family recipes, and comfort food on his website and on Instagram, and he is the perfect person to talk about rethinking meal prep and making it work for everyone. Let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Grossi Pelosi, that just reminds me of like my teenage years and um, never been kissed.
1: Uh-huh. That's exactly where it comes from. So I was actually in college when never been kissed came out. So I'm slightly older than you. <laughs> um, and... My friends loved the Josie Grossy and they started calling me Grossy Pelosi and me being just sort of like, you know, embracing all the fun and humor in it just started referring to myself as that and people called me that. So it's been like 20 years now that that's been my nickname, which is hysterical. And now it's sort of become my like it was my Instagram handle and now it's kind of become my brand name. It's just fun. And I think it kind of like immediately removes the like seriousness around food and All of these things that we all sort of tend to feel when we see someone on Instagram making food, you know, it tends to feel (laughs) unapproachable. And I'm like, no, like I it's so approachable and fun.
0: It's all humor. Yeah, Yeah, it's all
1: humor and not serious and mistakes are the best part.
0: I must say it is very catchy. So (laughs) you got people's attention right away.
1: You know, people love a rhyme.
0: (laughs) Well, I love it and I love the humor in it. And especially now that you're this huge food person, you know, you bring this sort of fun energy and vibe
1: to the food world. Thank you. I'm really trying. And I think that, you know, people tell me that all the time and it just always makes me so happy. And like, if we share our own joy, then other people can share in our joy. So it's great.
0: I love that. Well, yes. um, in all seriousness, (laughs) we are here (laughs) to talk about meal prep. Yes. I feel like as, you know, food people, chefs, um, home cooks, this is sort of just an everyday lifestyle thing.
1: Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. What
0: are your thoughts on meal prep in general?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. Someone the other day, one of my incredible people who follows me was like, Grossi, like, I would love if you did some like content around meal prep. (laughs) And my initial response was in my life, growing up in an Italian American family, like we were meal prepping all the time, making marinara, putting it in the freezer for winter. Like just, I mean, I'm talking like huge lasagnas, that kind of meal prep, which isn't like getting you through Monday, Friday, but it's like in four months from now, I want a lasagna. That's the kind of meal prep (laughs) that I feel like I'm kind of familiar with.
0: I love that because I feel like there's this stigma about what meal prep is. Yeah. We've been doing meal prep our whole lives, right? Yeah. That's what our mothers sort of like survived on.
1: I have this sort of like somehow I've landed in the kind of like mom. Like I, call, I refer to myself as like a mommy blogger. Like I'm like <laughs> always giving like mom tips. But it's because like the women in my life, my grandmothers, my sister, my mom, my aunts, their friends, they are the people that I look to as a child for all the tips and the wisdom. So a lot of the stuff that I inherently do is sort of like that kind of world where you are preparing to make your life easier because you have so many things to do and so many events and all this stuff. So I always tell people, if you have some containers of marinara in the freezer or in the fridge, you can make Like twelve of my recipes within minutes. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, that's
0: essentially what it is, which I I actually love. And I I think getting into it, a lot of questions that we were getting on meal prep Mm. are, you know, essentially this. How do we make it not boring? How do we reheat it? How is it fresh or frozen?
1: I'm so happy to dig into them. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. And I feel like I'm going to say marinara like this could be like a drinking game. It's like <laughs> how many times every time I say marinara, like take a shot of apple cider vinegar or alcohol, whichever you take shots of.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Or like the dollar jar. Right. Let's see.
1: How... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Someone's going to be rich.
0: Speaking of marinara. Yeah. I feel like that's one of your favorite things to prep in advance or like freeze. What are some of your other like freezeable meals that you feel like is your go-to?
1: So I'm obsessed with schkatal and beans. So like soups, but my favorite is it's escarol, but your schkatal and beans is just incredible. And that's one of the things I grew up eating. And it's such a perfect thing. Whenever I find I got all at the market. I buy a ton of it and I make a big batch and then I freeze that. You know, there's some things like pesto. Like when, when you find like really good basil, you could make a ton of pesto and freeze that. I also love doing like breads and baked goods or like a mac and cheese. I'm all about so many of my recipes are like make four loaves of bread. Right. And people are like, why does it make four loaves of bread? And I'm like, because you're going to freeze two for later. Like, why would you do like the rising of the dough. Why would you do that whole process and make one loaf of bread? Like that's going to be the thing you eat immediately. Then you need another one for three hours later. Then you need one for tomorrow and one for five months from now.
0: I love that point of, you know, when you're freezing something, it lasts for months, right? So this is where if you get bored of something, like if you make a big batch of soup and and you freeze some of it, you don't get bored of it because you can't eat that whole batch of soup. Exactly. You're putting all the work into it, Right.
1: Totally. Totally. And I think that's one of the ways to like kill the monotony of of it is like you can free. Yeah, you can freeze it. So you're not going to eat the soup the whole week, but you have it in a month from now or whatever. So
0: exactly. What do you think are some like really great ways to reheat like freezeable meals? Do you always like thaw it out?
1: Well, in my best days, I pull out. a bag bag or a a container of marinara like the day before, leave it in the fridge. I try to avoid the microwave, but things like a lasagna or an eggplant parm, those can just go right into the oven frozen um, and you just cook it a little longer. Keep it covered, cover it in foil. So you want to try, it's all about just the moisture escaping. So trap the moisture. And then sometimes if something freezes, you actually end up with a little bit more moisture. So towards the end, take the cover off, let some of the moisture evaporate, and then you know, if I'm if I've got a lasagna in and it's not coming out until it is crispy. Risky, yeah. Right? So like <laughs> the inside is moist and that top layer. And sometimes I'll also um, if I freeze a lasagna or an eggplant parm, I'll think about the top. Like if I want to do like a big melty layer of mozzarella or something, I might not freeze it with that top layer of cheese on it.
0: Right. That's a good point.
1: It's not protected by sort of like uh-huh. <laughs> everything else that's inside. So then when I when I bake it, I mean, I always have some parm or some some mozzarella in the fridge. So I'll just like sprinkle some fresh cheese on top and then bake it. That's a
0: great tip. What are some like great ideas that, you know, you don't need to maybe reheat and you can just like eat right out of the fridge?
1: I'm a big farmer's market person, especially now that I'm, you know, I've, this is my full time job and I get to make part of my job is going to the market. Right. So I go with my big bag. I love grabbing vegetables and this is the one thing that is the closest to me sort of like hashtag meal prepping is i do love to cook like sweet potatoes and i'll steam some veg like broccoli rob i'll roast some vegetables like just having some containers of those things in the fridge i don't parse them out i don't you know portion them those allow me to one make sure i'm getting vegetables which is you know, important. It's not because I'm on a diet, it's just important. And if you cook them kind of plainly, you can then do whatever you want with them, right? You can throw them in a pasta, you can put them, you can eat them with like a simple sauce on top, you can like sort of create like base ingredients. But so much of the work is cooking the vegetable, you can just like toss it in. Like I'm always making this fall salad that I make, Throughout the fall with uh, butternut squash so or my mac and cheese, I'll throw butternut squash in. So if I have a a container of roasted butternut squash in the fridge like that can go into five meals throughout the week and none of them are the same.
0: So you you hit that boring factor, which, you know, I, I feel like meals can get boring if you're actually like creating the meals and putting them in containers.
1: Well, it's sort of like, I mean, I hate to say this, but it's kind of like hospital food. It's like when you like get like a little, you're like, oh, that's how much mashed potatoes I can have.
0: So I feel like meal prep doesn't mean that you have to like put everything in one container, like have the same meal like 10 times. No, absolutely.
1: No, I don't think so. But it can. And I think that that's great. Like if that is what people need, like I I don't I want to make sure, you know, like obviously we're not talking bad about that. But I think that through, like, current media and media in the past five years, like, it it has become sort of, that's the idea around it. And it's just so much, it has such a, to me, like, meal prep actually has, like, a really beautiful soul to it because it's about this idea of, like, caretaking and making sure that you and your family and your friends are going to have food to eat in the future. (laughs) Like, my sister for Thanksgiving, she'll start baking her quick bread. She does, like, cranberry bread, zucchini bread, cornbread. Like she'll start baking those. She has three kids. She'll start baking them in September or August, put them in the freezer. And then the day before Thanksgiving, she pulls them out. She's good to go. You know, so it's like that sort of forward thinking that I think really gives meal prep sort of some soul to it. Yeah.
0: And definitely it has a lot to do with like planning in advance and thinking about. And I, I think I love that you said that meal prep has this beautiful soul because it is true. I feel like Every culture or every family, they they just do it because they need to, right? It's like an actual need.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like in Korean culture. So like growing up, obviously we have this idea of like eating banchan, right? Mm-hmm. And banchan is a bunch of like little side dishes. Mm-hmm. And the way we kind of preserve and think about the week or the weeks that we're eating, we take whatever's in season, we pickle it or ferment it. And then from there, you just like heat up right, you just make rice and then you you always have rice, right? And then you're eating it with like the panchans, and if you eat it all, you make a new pancha and you eat that throughout the week. That's meal prep, right?
1: I'm assuming that you make a lot of rice and then you kind of reheat it, right? Right. So even that, like the act of making rice in such a large batch is inherently meal prep. And then it's what you put on top of it. It's really cool. And I was gonna say, like kimchi and all those preserved things and then canning food, even like making jams, like all of these sort of like and I think condiments, if we're if we can sort of like not do them justice and call them that <laughs> um, is a great part of meal prep and a great way to get ahead of kind of like, you know, if you steam some broccoli and you don't want to eat it the same way every week, you can do a dressing on top, you could do some kimchi, you could do pesto you can do all these different things
0: right because rice we make a batch and you know it'll keep in the warmer for like three to five days especially with the nicer rice cookers but if not you put it in these like little containers or even ziplocs and you just you know reheat real quick and then you have rice and then you have all your pickles or whatever is in your
1: fridge all these ideas are coming to my head but this is so great
0: no i love to hear the ideas and you know this is all what it's about We'll be right back with Dan, right after this. And we're back with Dan Pelosi. So how far in advance would you recommend meal prepping?
1: I get the most questions around how long is that going to last? How long can I keep it in the freezer? How far in advance can I make this? And I am just going to say, trust your nose. There's some general guidance around leftovers. Like if we want to get really specific, but like open it up, like smell it, look at it.
0: When in doubt, throw out.
1: Yeah. It's like a first date. Like, do you <laughs> think that like, are you getting good vibes from it? If not, then like get out of there. You know, and it's like your yeah.
0: And it's like your initial take on yeah. it. It's usually the right one. Just your gut. Okay, so one thing that the Food 52 community members have been asking is if we have any advice on meal prep for new parents who have their hands full.
1: Oh my God. Well, if you're expecting or a new parent, find your local Maria. I call all the local Italian people in your life, your local Maria. Tell Maria that you're pregnant and you will get showered with food. Everyone that I know, who you know I'm friends with who's pregnant I always try and bring them a lasagna and I'll tell them take the lasagna cut it up into individual pieces freeze the little chunks and whenever you're hungry just pull it out and it actually defrosts a lot quicker if you pre-slice it
0: I love that idea
1: yeah and I'll do that for my grandfather too I've been you know in this new sort of world that I'm in I teach a lot of classes I make a lot of food so I'm always freezing food and giving it to like my grandfather or just yesterday I did a mac and cheese event and I made two big containers of mac and cheese and my good friend Sam has a daughter who's two down the street I brought her one and then my other friend Katie down the other way I brought the other mac and cheese they both have brand new you know within a year or two babies and they were just like so happy so tell me if you're pregnant and I'll bring you food
0: The easiest way to meal prep, right?
1: <laughs> <Yeah, yet. laughs> just call me or your local Maria. But I do think that like, you know, there are some tips in there, like, you know, cut up your food into slices. it. So, because if you're a new mom and you just like want a bite or a piece of lasagna, you're not cutting or defrosting a whole thing. I think that having leftovers in the fridge can be really overwhelming. So get ahead of it and just freeze whatever you're not going to eat immediately.
0: I love that. And I love that idea of kind of community around meal prep, because growing up as a Korean, what we would always do is share panchan. This is something that's very inherently Korean. Like when you go over a friend's house, you bring kimchi. Then when you're there, they give you, you know, some different types of pickles that they made. And we're like sharing constantly.
1: Absolutely. And it's, you know, I talk a lot about the Italian cookie tray and the holidays and, you know, everyone's making cookies and bringing the jewelry. And, like, the single tray that you put out when guests arrive, it's like the gorp. You're just always putting new cookies <laughs> on the same tray <laughs> for, like, four weeks. And I love that idea of, like, refilling your, like, su- supply of kimchi or, uh, ba- is it banchan?
0: Banchan, uh uh-huh.
1: oh, Um And it's just, it just becomes, like, a way to, like, continually refreshing the same thing with new versions or ideations, So it's really cool.
0: Yeah. Okay. So obviously with meal prep, there's this idea around, you know, saving. What do you think is some great tips to give on getting the most bang out of your buck?
1: I am going to go back a few generations again to my grandparents, and I'm sure you can say the same thing they were you know my grandfather grew up in the depression he eats food or he was eating food past its expiration date legally I can't tell you to do that but you know he's the kind of person who's like I'm gonna make everything count and I really really love that idea but I do think like shopping sales I think um, pasta rice like uh, canned tomatoes like veg we're talking about things that are not expensive you know we're not telling you to like freeze a, a A lobster or a prime rib you know (laughs) the good thing about meal prep is that you can actually buy things that when they're at their cheapest so if you're a sale my grandfather and my dad every sunday morning my whole life would sit sit and my grandpa would bring a loaf of Italian bread and they would clip coupons you know
0: right and when you're buying seasonally generally it's at a lower cost obviously And I feel like this whole idea of like nose to tail um, and it doesn't even have to be protein, but nose to tail for like vegetables too. like use every part of Uh, the vegetable. Right. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Use every part of the vegetable. And I think like there's a recipe that I actually did for Food 52. It's on the YouTube channel if you're interested. It's um, an Italian like summer vegetable stew. It's called John And the idea is you make it in August, September, October when the garden is overflowing and it's like all vegetables are welcome. And, the, and it's just about mixing everything together. It's so easy to make. But the entire sort of brief of the meal is you don't let anything go to waste. Anything you have that's a vegetable goes into this, which I love.
0: Right. All the scraps, too.
1: All the scraps, like everything. That ugly tomato that you don't want to put on tomato toast.
0: Even things like, okay, don't buy just chicken breast, buy the whole chicken.
1: Oh yeah, make stock. Yeah, make
0: stock. You can use like the bones, you can use like the breast meat separately from the thigh meat.
1: We should pause on stock for a second because having stock in your freezer is incredible. And even every time you cook a chicken, like having that bag of frozen bones in your freezer is amazing. Having Parmesan rinds in a bag and your freezer is amazing. Cause every time you make a broth, put some parmesan rind in there and it gets really delicious. So it can be like ingredients that you're freezing along with meals. Right. Which is great.
0: Uh, so stepping back to, you know, pantry staples, right. Mm. Like, you know, things like broth, things like uh, marinara, things like sauces, things like making different types of, I don't know, pestos or spices or dressings, those type of things last long too in your fridge.
1: They last a really long time and they're the key to not having monotony. Salad dressings, mayos, aiolis, condiments and sauces and those things are the easiest way to do it.
0: And I I just feel like there's, you know, key things to meal prepping. And um, it's definitely, you know, don't think of it too much. Right. Because Mm -hmm. like if you if you're like getting stressed out over meal prep, then you shouldn't be doing it because then you're not going to do it anymore. Right.
1: Well, totally. And I think that like the question I always have is why are you meal prepping? What is it saving you? What is how is it helping you? And that sort of allows you to kind of like understand, because there's going to be some trade-offs. I think that when people cook, they have this expectation, probably because of the social media and all these ideas that everything has to be perfect, like the food is not just not going to be most of the time as spectacular as it was on day one, on day four, but that's okay because you meal prepped and you did it because you know that you have a busy week or because you wanted to use up something that was gonna go like, you know, like I think if we sort of like remove the kind of like shiny layer of food and think about the intention or the reasoning behind it, meal prep becomes we we are easier on ourselves with the end result.
0: Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. This was like the most like insightful, fun
1: conversation. It really was great. And I'm and it really made me like, really think big picture what meal prep is, which was helpful because now when people ask me, I'll have better answers. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. So, Dan, if our listeners want to follow you, where can they find you?
1: Thank you so much. If they want to follow me, they can follow me on Instagram at Grossy Pelosi. That's G R O S S Y. P-E-L-O-S-I, um, or all my recipes and fun, lots of other stuff is at danpelosi.com. Um and if you're on Pinterest, I'm also at Grossy
0: Thank you, Dan. Thanks so much to Dan Pelosi, aka Grossy Pelosi, for joining us on the podcast to talk all things meal prep. He had so many great ideas about making meal prep approachable, and more importantly, how to make it delicious. If you have any more questions that you're dying to know the answer to remember to leave me a message at 518-291-9877 hotline offline is a foo 52 podcast and is produced by coral lee and harry sultan remember to follow so no questions go unanswered and no answer goes unheard bye